Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast, where each week we talk about how to be love in our day-to-day lives. Now, here are your hosts, Executive Director at Believer's Church, Heather Carl, and Senior Pastor of Believer's Church, James Stewart. Hey everybody, welcome to the pod. My name is Heather, and who are you fellas? Edder. It's me, Jamie. <laughs> and it's me, Sam. Hi guys. Hello. How, how's your weekends? So my weekend's been the same every weekend for three weekends in a row. I had a wedding this weekend. Man. You are just... Yeah. You're going to be weddinged out. Wedding Officiated season. two and attended one. But this was a... It was it was good. It was uh, the last of the... When I first came to Chesapeake, I was the youth pastor at Believers. Mm-hmm. And this was the last kid from my youth group to get <laughs> oh, married. Oh, fun. I think, he was, nice. I think he's 40. Okay. So his first marriage and he finally he finally got married so it was a lot of fun premarital was <laughs> a lot of fun and it was it was very fun reconnecting with him he's he's wide open so you didn't good. officiate this one i did officiate. oh you this did this one, one. Yeah. okay yep it's always nice when you officiate one and then you go to a, the next one you're like oh i don't have any responsibilities yeah. i just get to that sit was here the only one i had like that was spence Spencer, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then two weekends I've had the, but this was, it was good. I mean, all of them have been nice and, yeah. but I think I'm done for a while. Nice. <laughs> uh, it is, it is nice. Now I feel like my weekends have been kind of taken hostage. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. There's a lot of prepping in that. There is. Uh, we, we had a pretty chill weekend. Chill is the cool way to say. Yeah. Not a lot going on, that's, Jamie. That's really good. <laughs> that's what us young people do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Yeah. Use um, it in the future. We went, we had family night on Friday night. We went to see a friend play his little football scrimmage thing. That was fun. Oh, the kids cool. enjoyed that. And then some pizza. And then I just watched sports the rest of the weekend. My Buckeyes finally got to play. And nice. Everything. 2020 is starting to come back together. The, the Browns did. Did they? Browns played, yes. Did and the win? Browns won Did yesterday. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very close game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I yelled with excitement when we scored on the last play of the game, uh-huh. pretty much the last play of the game. I yelled, but I didn't realize Emma, my youngest six year old, was standing right next to me. And I think it scared her for a second. Uh-huh. Then she realized I was, was happy. <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> this oh, is right. different than the this other is, yelling. I'm not yelling at you, <laughs> right. I'm yelling with you. Right. Join me. <laughs> yes. Join me in this celebration. Uh, so it's great. Yeah. What about you, Heather? Um, we had a pretty relaxing weekend. We had. Um, Nate had some family come into town, so we hung out with his family on Friday night at his mom and dad's house, so that was nice. And then, yeah, Saturday was, you know, chores. I did get some new walking shoes on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, from running, etc. We've mentioned them on the pod before. Yes, yeah. They're amazing. That's the one down in Ghent. Ghent mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamie went there, too. It was yeah. very nice place. Yep. So yeah, went there. We after I picked out my shoes that Nate hates, by the way, um, hates them because they're ugly and expensive. Oh, but I didn't get them they, to be cute. They are expensive, and I needed them for function. And the amount of shoes that my husband has, right, is he has no place. Insane. And golf clubs, like let's like all the things. Like, sorry, Nate. Yeah, I'll throw them under Thanks, the bus. Sam. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome, Heather. That was really fast. That yeah. You- that you yeah. threw him on, and he is a regular well, listener. I, yeah, and he I golfed with Nate on Friday, and he mm-hmm. didn't make me feel good. So <laughs> this is kind <laughs> of I'm a little bit yeah right. Yeah. But after we 
picked out the shoes and stuff, um, there were some scoots right nearby. Nice. So we hopped on some scoots and went over to Spencer's apartment. Oh, nice. And got him. And then he scooted back to running etc. with us. And then came back with us to the house because our niece's birthday party was on Saturday afternoon. Naya, she turned eight. Wow. So that was fun. And yeah, yesterday I was taken out by a migraine for most of the day. Yeah. But it was a pretty chill day anyways. It was a good day to just be. If you're going to get a migraine, yesterday was the day to get it. Yes, because it was kind of gross outside. Yeah, Just it was, was gross all day long. It was quiet. Yeah, it was a good, a the best day for a migraine. Yeah, day. <laughs> I mean, if you have, if you could plan them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but we did last night. Um, one of our favorite bands is Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, and they've been in quarantine. He and his wife Ellie have been doing like IGTV concerts and kind of just little snippets of songs and stuff that they do. Well, they put out, um, they're doing live stream concerts, uh, so they've done two now. One was a couple weekends ago, one was this weekend, they're doing another one in November. So we bought the pass for that or whatever. Yeah. And it's so nice. Yeah. We miss concerts yeah, we so much. And so it was like, we had our snacks and we <laughs> put that on and watched that last night. It was just like a little not into all the politics and all yeah. that stuff it was just a nice way to end a weekend yeah one of my favorite bands the 77s mm-hmm. they uh they have through quarantine regularly done friday night shows yeah. on facebook live and then they just have a tip jar yeah and so it's been kind of fun watching them just kind of hanging out together mm-hmm. and they're a mess as far as why did f- they why are they called the 77s did they start in 77 or no uh, I'm not sure why okay. they're called the 77. No, behind it. They have a an album 88. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I okay. think that did come out in 88. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that was good weekends. We hope all of you had fabulous rainy fall day weekends. Yes. Also, um, we just wrapped up week week three of our fall teaching series and B group study called Do Over, and Jamie. Most of our listeners probably know, because you talk about it from stage quite often, that yes. you are a self-proclaimed introvert. It is true. And very Sam, so. would you say that you're more of an introvert or an extrovert? That's a very difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have to pray about that, mm. but probably extrovert. Probably an extrovert. Probably, yeah. yeah. So for it's kind of, I think it's interesting because we have the two of you yeah. in this conversation. What are some attributes or characteristics that help you relate or connect to others given your different sort of personality types in that? Yeah, I don't know if there's I don't know, maybe there's a difference. I'm not really sure. I think for me like um so being an introvert, I tend to have a smaller circle of friends and so um you know really for for me I I would think it's the same for everyone it's like you know it's authenticity it's when like you you know when you're talking to someone if they have any interest in anything other than themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, so (laughs) someone who actually shows an interest in in you when you engage them that's certainly helpful um Sometimes it's experiences like for me, um, 
you know, I have um, friends around the motorcycle mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and, and that's that's been a part of uh, probably some of my closer friendships have been around activities. Yeah. So wouldn't you say, and this isn't necessarily what you asked, but like the difference, like I think the best example would be like, if you're at a party, yes, like you and inside of you, you're like, I don't really want to be here. Super, right. Yeah. Like most of the time. Very. Um, so I'll, I'll tell a, a quick story yeah. of a wedding two weekends ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is perfect. I think I know where this is going. Yeah. So this will explain, you know, like what it's like for the introvert. So, you know, I, and then I'll explain the extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. So you explain what you would do in this situation. I'll tell you what I did. I've, uh, I was, uh, having Heather, you talk about Spencer sometimes about some Uh of the stuff that he goes through. Like I totally can relate Mm -hmm. to that. So, uh, I know a family at this wedding, that goes to believers and I go into the reception hall and they're all at a table and um, there's not reserved seating at the reception and Bonnie's not with me cause she was uh, recovering from surgery. Which you super hate being in these situations without Bonnie. If Bonnie's there, I can, I can hang right through just about anything, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I walk into the reception hall by myself um, there's a few reserved tables for the wedding party. I see that. And then I see a handful of tables that are full, including the Believer's family. And so I talked to them briefly at the table because they're the only people in, I knew in the room. And then I just kind of was standing there thinking, <laughs> where am I going to sit? Yeah. And like, how, how do I... How do I even get to? How do I even get to a, a seat? Like, there's a couple of tables that I see that have some empty seats at it. But you're like, this is going to be terrible. It was. I was. I just stood there for the longest time uh-huh. while people were getting in the food line and whatever. And I'm just trying to come up with a game plan. You know, <laughs> trying to tell myself what I need to do. And, and so the funny thing was I finally get to the table. There's like three empty chairs there. And I introduce myself and ask if the seat is taken. They say, no, it's, it's available. So I sit down and I no sooner sit down than someone comes in and says, Hey, we need you for pictures. And they all got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm at the by table yourself. by myself and I'm yes. just, and I'm just sure that everyone in the room is staring at me. And I know they're not, you know, but like my introverted right. self, that's like, right. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Me in that situation, I would end up sitting at the wedding party's table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like go up, make friends. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. And, and before I know, I'm sitting next to the bride and groom and having yeah. a great time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, so this was a few months ago. This is during the summer. Uh, my wife, this is the first time in a long time that I've just been by myself. We've been married for like 15 and a half years, right? Yeah. Um, so my wife takes all three kids back to Ohio to visit family. And I was like, I don't want to drive. Sorry, family. I love you, but I didn't want to drive back there, right? So I was like, oh, I got major work things that I got I to be here for, babe. Sorry. So Man, they leave. What a commitment to, to your work. Though. Yeah, for real. Thank you. Um, just a humble brag. Yeah. Uh, so I'm home alone. And the first day I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, can order fast food. I can do whatever I want. I just, well, it's awesome. It's great. 
wake up the next day and I was like, I can't do this. I cannot be by myself. So then I just started being the fifth wheel to all of my friends' dates. So uh, two couples were going out on a a couple's date. I jumped into that. I jumped into that circle just to go out because for me... I, I just I have to be around people like right. I hate when a party ends right it's just like ugh, it's having so much fun yeah. why do we have also, to leave also on that weekend we were Sam and Jamie and Nate and I have a group text that's going all the time so we're texting with Sam and he was like so you, what are you guys doing tonight <laughs> and we were like I mean I no know, not you <laughs> texted me and said well, are you going out with any other couples tonight Sam and I oh, said yeah. no Thinking she would respond with, oh, well, come on yeah, over. Right. No. Nothing I for hours on end. So then I wrote back, all right, I guess I'm hanging by myself tonight. And Nate said, well, we're just playing cards if you want to come over. So Sam so showed up. Went over. <laughs> he showed up just uh-huh. a few minutes later. Um, but I, yeah, so I don't even know what the original question no, was. That but was really good. The original question was just kind of how you connect with people. Yeah. Um, but that really went right into oh, the, the next question yeah. which was like have you been in those situations where you felt really awkward like you didn't belong and what yeah. did you do yeah um yeah because think, it's not i still feel awkward like what you just said about your wedding yeah if i'm by i still feel uncomfortable but you, but the reaction is probably different it yeah. is different yeah so for me like i told a story in the message yesterday about you know showing up in the middle of a school you know, as the new kid mm-hmm. and how terrible that was. Yeah. Very similar feeling, actually, to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. showing up at the wedding. <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reality is I feel that a lot. And I don't know that, like, even, even, like, I think some of it is just, like, insecurities that I bring in from, like, childhood stuff, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I've never really talked to a counselor about this, but... <laughs> Let's um, just have that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll so. listen. But I think just me um, and Sam here. Yeah, right. So I don't know. I think, I think I often do feel like an outsider, and even even with friends, I oftentimes, and this is like the insecurity part. You mm-hmm. know, like I will feel like, well, you know, I've overstayed a welcome, or I'm not. A, I'm not really the friendship is changed or it's different or I'm not, I'm not fitting in the way I mm-hmm. need to, whatever. You like dissect it. Like yeah. Just too much. all of that kind of stuff. I do <laughs> yeah. it all the time. Yeah. It, I think, I think more people deal with that stuff more often than we collectively know. Like I, I think when there are those opportunities for people to be open and honest and vulnerable about how they feel in those situations, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, you feel that way? Yeah. Like, I know I know that for myself, too. I think I would say I'm ec- an extrovert, but I, too, like, feel very awkward and uncomfortable in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if I ever come out to say that, people are like, oh, but you, you like, never appear that way. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can not appear that way but I definitely feel that way and I think the older that I've gotten um I've also kind of because like you a little bit when I was younger I moved around a ton so I was forever getting put into new schools and new situations and new church groups and all this stuff and I hated it yeah so it got to a point where I just checked out and I wouldn't engage with anybody 
So even like into my earlier adult years, like if I felt uncomfortable in a situation, I would just like leave or not engage. And then that's like not the friendliest thing to do either. So I think now I've just kind of become more like, well, I mean, if I feel really comfortable in a space, I'm going to fully engage, like press into those relationships, build that. If I don't like I'm just it's not like out of rudeness or whatever, but it's like, well, this is just not the people for me. Right. These aren't. Yeah, that's so funny. They don't you said need that me around. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you feel like you're extroverted or introverted? And I would say you go from, you can go from extroverted uh-huh. and then you can flip a switch and just be like, no, nah. yep. <laughs> I'm introverted now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you kind of have both, uh-huh. I would say, from my observations. Yeah, I can feel like, I, I mean, I love a good party. I love to be the host of a party I love to be at a party around a lot of people but I can be completely content by myself for a long period of time yeah and not want to see anybody so yeah that's true I can go I can kind of go back and forth on that yeah people are often surprised I mean I talk about being an introvert but Mm -hmm. they're like you know like your job choice for being an introvert (laughs) seems weird yeah but you know, I tell people all the time, teaching is a very much a solo activity. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time by myself preparing a message, which fits with who I am. And then teaching, even though you interact with a crowd, it's... Not in conversation. It's not the <laughs> same at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting dynamic. Yeah. So, so much of how we relate to others can be based on our worst experience in trying to fit in in a social situation. And even more, it can affect how we approach and interact with Jesus. So what are some ways we project how we relate to others to how we relate to Jesus? Yeah, I think, you know, for for me, a, a lot of those same anxieties and fears that I have around relationships with people, I can easily project those onto God. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. So, you know, my, my default, I guess, is, you know, trying to, trying to fit in, in a way that, you know, trying to, to fit in with God in a way that he'll accept me you know a projection yeah. a projection of self that's maybe not so like genuine by fitting in in that context probably like almost an impressing him sort yeah, of way performance based yeah. kind of stuff right. yeah when i first read this question um it, i this is my first thought i thought for me like if i go through a season where i don't feel like i'm hearing from jesus it's like awful and I know that could be awful for everybody mm. but I mean it's like it's one of those like what have I done run like it wrong kind of Jamie's oh, message yeah. just like what what can I do yeah to get Jesus to like talk to me or for me get to feel attention. like I'm here yeah how do I get yeah. his attention and that's probably very I didn't connect it until yeah. Yeah. you put all these questions together but probably very extroverted yeah mm-hmm. I got a I got a message from someone in our church yesterday after after the morning messages and um, it was really insightful. She said, um, you know, I've always struggled with security with God. So like she's mm-hmm. been on this hot pursuit of trying to learn all she can about assurance of salvation and, mm-hmm. you know, not losing her salvation and, you know, being accepted by God. I, 
and she said, you know, I just realized that my relationship with God is kind of fear-based because, and I'm sure it's because in her relationships, fear dominates some of her relationships. And so she said, you know, as a result of the message, she was going to try to, you know, rest in the security of Jesus that we talked Mm -hmm. about. And I just thought, man, that was such an insightful thing to, to realize that I'm operating out of fear with God. And I think a lot of people do that too. Yeah. I think that's interesting thought too, because if you've grown up in church circles, particularly like more conservative Mm -hmm. too, you've probably heard a lot that you are to the like fear God, fear of God. So then you bring that into like our human context of what fear is. And there's a difference in those two things. Or God is, you know, most often in, very conservative circles, you know, portrayed as just perpetually angry. disappointed and angry. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. Like you never measure up. And, mm-hmm. you know, people would talk about going to church and have their, uh, you really stepped on my toes today. Like it's a good thing. Like you, right. You know, you really beat me up kind of thing <laughs> yeah. today. It's like, man, that's how a lot of people yeah. have formulated their, their faith or their, their faith kind of was formed in that mm-hmm. kind of setting. And, yeah, it's so dysfunctional. Yeah, my example I always give of that is growing up is like every Sunday night I would I would get saved because yeah. I knew there was some sin to be doing <laughs> that I was going to be right. doing this coming week. Right. And you'd have the what would Jesus do mm-hmm. bracelets and you'd put it on and then you would take it off when you sin because you're like, I'm not worthy of wearing that. I'm not doing what Jesus mm-hmm. would do. Then you put it back on when you feel like you're right with Jesus. Yeah. Like that back and forth. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Indeed. Yeah. And I think it's also like, um, when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, equating to our relationship with others, especially like people's relationship with their parents or people in mm-hmm. authority, like yep. maybe not, it's not your friend circles that right. really identify that, but however you relate to parental authority figures in your life, yeah. you really do often assign that to how Jesus looks at you. So, Jamie, you made the comparison between an old phone and a new phone with the old and new covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and covenant isn't a word we use a lot in our conversations today. So I'm wondering if you can just give us a biblical view of what that is and how covenants are viewed or established in our modern day. Like, is it a promise? Is it an agreement? Yeah, basi- basically, it's a binding agreement. That is what it is. Um, biblically... Um, like in the Old Testament, you will see um, these covenants, which are agreements between God and an individual. Um, the Bible Project has a really good video that gives an overview of covenants. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's worth looking for. So okay. if you want to if you want to dig in on it, it's about a five minute video. It's not terribly long. Um, so it's God forming a, a partnership, basically with someone and so just some quick examples of those from the old testament you have the the one with noah that's the first one god makes a promise that he'll never destroy the earth in the same way again um so that that was a covenant and god made this agreement that he wouldn't do that the sign of the covenant was the rainbow and uh nothing was really required of noah in response uh to that then he made a covenant with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, uh, where he says he's going to bless him and he will have, you know, a vast, um, 
uh, family with, you know, all too many to count. Mm -hmm. And then um, all of the world will be blessed through Abraham. So that was a covenant. And um, in response, he was to follow God in faith and, and do as he wanted. And there was the the sign of the covenant, circumcision. Right. Um, then what a great sign yeah, of a covenant. Yeah, that's a great Thanks, sign. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> then there was uh, the Mosaic Covenant, which was the law, the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and God promised to bless them as a nation so long as that they followed the rules. Yeah. And as, so long as they followed God and were faithful, they would flourish in the promised land, and when they didn't, they wouldn't, and that's very much the story of the Old Testament. And then the Davidic covenant, which is the promise that God made to David that a descendant of his would always sit on the throne of Israel um, and rule over the entire world. And um, the cool thing uh, about these these covenants that you see in the Old Testament and that you you'll, if you listen to the Bible Project video, is Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of every one of those covenants. So uh, we can't, all of those covenants were broken. So, you know, Israel mm-hmm. lost the promised land. They got kicked out. There is no king. There, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so God made a promise. They didn't fulfill their end of the deal. But then Jesus comes along and he is the ultimate fulfiller of each of those covenants. Yeah. And um, so that's why the old covenant is done away with because Jesus fulfilled it. It's, mm-hmm. it's even, it's not even so much that, Oh yeah, that was a bad idea. So let's scrap all that. Let's try this new thing called Jesus. It was Jesus perfectly fulfilled every single one of those promises. And so this new covenant, this new way of relating to God, this new agreement between God and us is based on what Jesus has done for us. He is ful- he's the fulfilling partner of mm-hmm. this agreement. And so we relate to God through Jesus as this new agreement, this new covenant that we talked about. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that explanation. I have one other question in that. <clears throat> uh-huh. yeah, go and ahead. I think the world wants to know, why do you hate Apple products and iPhones? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really hate them. I think people who have... Uh, who are oh have boy. drank the the oh apple boy. Kool-Aid. Right. Are, the apple juice, if you will. Yes, the apple <laughs> juice. Very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, they they have a superiority complex that really oh, irritates yeah. me. Maybe it's justified because yeah, of the uh, superior product. Yeah, you know, you can say that right. all you want. <laughs> um, you you uh, Apple has about, I think it's like 10% of the, yeah. the phone market, something like that, and Nate, forever will text me and say get a phone that you know <laughs> that i can text with you with. i was like it's you true. do realize that 90 percent of the phones on the planet have no problem interacting with me I yours know. is the there's only so one there's so many cool features that i would like to use in our text with you yes that we can't use i'm so sorry you're a droid well you can we can have conversations through teams <sighs> it's just not the same <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> 
All right. But I did boo. Maybe, I did boo you in second service. Yeah, maybe that's so why I that. don't fit in with my friends. Oh, oh here we go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, they I all they do all have Apple. Products. We're all texting without <laughs> yeah. you. Jamie's like, why do I not feel Ever like I'm a, a part text. of this? Yeah, oh yeah, because I'm not. Because I'm not. <laughs> well, I loved the example you gave in service with the filters we use on social media. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole point was to illustrate how we tend to focus on the external. Right. So what types of external circumstances keep us from focusing on the internal? Um, yeah. So, the, you know, the idea of that illustration was to say, you know, we often are trying to project something that we're not to, to gain acceptance from other people. And, um, yeah, I think there's, you know, there's we do have a tendency just cause it's the most observable. Uh, we do put most of our focus on external, um, measurements. Um, and you know, we talked about the performance based faith and, you know, just kind of falling into that trap, all the external stuff. I remember when I was in Bible college, um, the, <laughs> when I first showed up at this church, um, you know, everyone's got the wingtip shoes and the, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the three piece suit and the whatever. And I'm, I'm there wearing my electric blue pants with a blue leather tie. And, <laughs> I was going to say with a skinny tie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they were all, you know, they would kind of give me a jokingly a hard time. Um, but there was a, a sense of pressure to conform to this more conservative thing you know just even the way you dressed it was such a such a weird environment when I look back Mm -hmm. on all that so yeah I don't know I think we just we do have a tendency to to focus on external and we try to project to others that we're something that we're that we're not we that definitely carries over into our our walk with Christ yeah we're we've all been in full-time ministry for a while now um, and I feel like we have a pretty solid core value around here of being authentic. Yep. Um, But even with that being true, it's kind of our nature to keep people from seeing the real us from time to time. Sure. Um, Even those I think that we're most close, closest to. And why is that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I would love to get Sam's take on it, but I think it's, I think it's insecurity. I mean, for at the, at the core of what it is, I think that's what it is. It's, it's a fear of if the real me gets out, I'm going to be judged for that, rejected for that, thought less of for that. And so I'm going to maintain an appearance that, that keeps my image intact so that people respect me and then, of course, the great irony is they don't really respect you. <laughs> yeah. They're respecting what you're projecting, mm-hmm. not who you really are, which feeds into now you've built this image that's not real. And it this, it's just this self-fulfilling thing, you know, mm-hmm. like you everything's kind of a sham. So when people crash and burn publicly, you know, it's um, it's because of who they are for real was not who they were projecting themselves to be. That's what a, that's what mm-hmm. a public crash is, mm-hmm. right? It's when the, 
the the real you comes out and so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um problems with pretending to be something that you're not yeah i think there's also like the embarrassment side of it too sure. where i mean you said that about us being authentic here mm-hmm. that is um man that's such a good space to live in mm-hmm. like it's it's almost freeing when you're authentic absolutely it is when you when you lay down to try to sleep at night jamie no, you don't sleep at night but yeah. when you try to like it's so it's a relief almost where you're like man i'm not i'm not trying to cover up anything i'm yeah. not trying to be someone i'm not like i don't know how I don't know how people keep up with that. Mm-hmm. But when you do keep up with that, there's just that side of embarrassment. Like if they knew that I was doing this, yeah, they wouldn't be my friend or God wouldn't love me. Like all of those things I think mm-hmm. come tumbling down. So that keeps the facade. That's why you got to keep going. That's yeah. why you got to wear that mask because mm-hmm. if you let it go, then yep. you won't have any friends and people just forget about you or laugh at you or whatever it is. I mean, it sounds so middle schoolish, but it's still right. as adults, we still live yeah, in that for sure. It. I think another thing that I'd like to get your thoughts on are, um, so in our efforts to be authentic, is it important that all people see all of who we are all the time? Uh, Follow some people on Facebook and you would say, well, yeah, it's very important that you put every problem (laughs) that you have out there. Um, No, that's, you know, there's appropriate disclosure Mm -hmm. and it's based on relational closeness. You know, so the closer someone is to you, um, the more exposed you are to them to be just like, here's who I am. Um, So there's, you know, there's appropriate disclosure. It would be you know, terribly inappropriate for, you know, for me to get up on a stage every week and air out my, (laughs) air out my stuff, you know, right. Uh, that's not the place for that. So Um, where do what do you, how do you do that, Jamie? Where? Yeah. Like how do you air out your stuff? Like what's the healthy way that you do it? So, you know, hopefully it's within your marriage, you know, it kind of starts there. And I talked about that in the next steps, one of the next steps from yesterday's message was carrying over this, you know, if you take your veil off with God, that's awesome. Um, Stop pretending to be something that you're not. Um, But then like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could carry that over into our relationships? And the reality is many marriages, there is no authenticity in Mm -hmm. those marriages. And so uh, they are, man, I can't imagine having to project to someone that close to you all the time. Right something that you're not but I know there's plenty of marriages where that happens so for me it's that's that's where it is I have a handful of friends that uh, I'll get together with and um, you know I can be exactly who I am and share exactly what my struggles happen to be and um, yeah that's that's where that takes place yeah that question when I read it was, um, I was having a conversation yesterday with Spencer actually. Um, and we were joking because I said something on stage that was funny to him. But then when I thought about it, I was like, people that are just attending, they don't really know. They don't know me. Yeah. So I say a joke that is funny to someone that knows me because they know how I act, how I, how I joke around, but to a wide audience, it makes no sense. And it's Mm -hmm. so it's more confusing than anything. So like, I gotta be better at that. I'll try. Mm-hmm. But the, it's the same as like, if you would get up there and you would share all your sins. Yeah. It's like, 
well, not everybody knows you right. in the way of those inner circle right. friends or even how God knows you. Yep. So I think just healthy boundaries around that yeah, is, is so important. And if you are on Facebook sharing all of your things, stop it. And just, yeah, get some close friends, yeah. <laughs> like get in a no, B group. <laughs> and I think that's a really good point because you can still be authentic from stage when you have a large audience viewing you Absolutely. without sharing all the details. Right. So, right. So it comes from this like attitude of I'm a str- I struggle along with I you. Am a I <laughs> sin with the best of them. Like yep. that's we are and on we the do same that here. Yes. And I think that's where that authentic piece even in the broader audience it that's how that plays out. Yeah. And then as you kind of get more detailed about yeah. what you're struggling with, how you're struggling, how you're overcoming that struggle, yeah. it's engaging those few people. Yeah, yeah and I might share in more detail with the B group, but sure. then I probably am not going to share everything in a B group either. Right. You know, so it's levels of of transparency that are appropriate based on the the relationship. Yeah, yeah, and the thing about authenticity is like you share that like, Hey, I struggle. And I think what can happen sometimes with that much authenticity is people become okay with the sin. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay that he, like you sin, I sin, we all sin. Hey, it's all fun. We're good. We're good. <laughs> right. But it's not about that. It's like, yes, we struggle with sins, but like, how are we, how are we working close to become yeah. closer to Jesus? How are we overcoming? Struggles? Yes. Struggles. How are we overcoming that? Yeah. And that's, I mean, not to brag on believers. That's why I love believers so much is because yes, we're authentic, but also it doesn't just stay there. We're okay with, we're okay the with the sinning. Right. Like, no, it's not that. It's We are messy, but ha- we're working and striving to become more like Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's really good. And that's all we've got time for today. Oh, uh, man, we do have this question that was sent in by a listener. We're not going to get to it today, no. but, you know, we're, we'll try to get to it next week. We'll, yeah. We'll make an effort. It was about the Enneagram. Yeah, we might just have to do, like, a, a bonus pod or something. I will never have enough to say about the Enneagram. To f- <laughs> I was trying to think of a cool name for bonus pod, but I couldn't come up with anything real quick. Um, well, if we get some more listener questions, questions we, could do we an can episode. do an episode. Of so questions. send in those questions. Please. You can do that at madeformondays@believerschurch.org. Any question that you have on your mind, feel free to send them in. Um, if you're enjoying, enjoying Made for Mondays, please share on your social media feeds and be sure to leave us a positive rating and review. We're continuing the do-over series this Sunday and you're not going to want to miss it. Invite some friends to join you on campus at 9 or 1045 or host a watch party online. Thanks for being here, friends. Let's do all we can to be loved this week.